it right, don't like what I be. I like to make it like the sights on TV. Quite the great life, so nice and easy. See, now you can still die from that, but it's better than not being alive from straps. Agree, a meat notebook and a pick that click when it's pushed and a whack ass beat. That's a track that's weak that he got last week. Cause everybody in the stool was like, that's that heat. A bass heavy medley with a sample from the 70s with a screwed up hook that went. Stack that cheese. Something, something, something. Stack that cheese. Mother, sister, cousin. Stack that cheese. He couldn't think of nothing. Stack that cheese. He turns down the beat, right as block impedes. Crying from the next room, a baby in need of some peppers and some food and a place to sleep. That plus a black Cadillac on these is what keep him on track to be a great MC. Yeah. You never heard him. I push it harder for the thug. Grind my feel like murder, but hip hop just saved me. One you never heard of. I push it harder for the thug. Grind my feel like murder, but hip hop just saved my life. Yo, 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 what the fuck is the deal? This is King Known Uncensored, and I am back, man. I had a lot on my mind today, man. I had something on my chest that I wanted to get off. And um, I decided to do another 10 verses, man. But this is a different edition, man. And no, this is ain't this ain't no ranking shit. So don't get in your puss-ass feelings. This ain't a ranking list based on the best. This is just... Uh, uh, a thing that I wanted to do because hip hop did change my life. You know what I'm saying? I respect the culture highly. And if the culture ain't done a certain way, I ain't gonna like the shit. And if y'all motherfuckers got a problem with it, we can talk about it. We can speak about it. We can speak about it respectfully. But I love this culture, bro. And I love my culture one motherfucking way. A lot of niggas just don't understand. Motherfuckers be disagreeing and shit. Just be thinking I just be shitting all over these young niggas. I like some of these young niggas. Young niggas ain't the problem. It's just that these young niggas don't have a sense of history. Young niggas ain't gonna go back and see how them niggas was doing it. And, and, and young niggas don't have no fucking respect for the OGs. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of these motherfuckers can't come back in 2021 and do an album. Because, you know... <laughs> like Funk Flex said, a lot of people can't be here. But, you know, no disrespect intended. I'm not trying to hear a KRS-One album in 2021. I'm not trying to hear a Big Daddy Kane album in 2021. I'm not trying to hear a Rakim album in 2021. Because they already built their legacies. They already legends. They don't have to come back. But, however, there are exceptions. I'd love to hear a Dr. Dre album in 2021. I'd love to hear a Snoop Dogg album in 2021. You know what I'm saying? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, however, this is the 10 albums that changed my life. This ain't the best. This is all personal. This ain't business, bitch. This is personal. If you personally... Love the fucking game like I love it. These 10 albums that I fucking listen to, they changed my fucking life. And I'm going to explain line by line, bar by fucking bar, why these shits changed my motherfucking life. Because a lot of people ain't going to understand it. And some of these albums like aren't considered classic albums, but, they, but I love these albums and I can respect it. Because I understood at that particular time when it came out, what it meant, what it was, what it meant, what it stood for, and I'm just gonna get right into the fucking fray. You know what I'm saying? All right. Need to find the right instrumental. I guess I'll go with this. Go with some Dilla. But anyway, this ain't in order. This ain't ranked. This is just the order I want to talk about it. First album up is All Eyes on Me by Tupac. Now, when I was a young lad, you know what I'm saying? My brother and I had had the shit on tape. I took the first tape, he took the second tape. 
Then we would switch every week. And then I finally got the motherfucker on CD, both discs. A lot of people say, it's too many songs. It's too many. Shut your bitch ass up. Shut the fuck up, nigga. All Eyes on Me changed my motherfucking life, nigga. That first CD had hits on that bitch, nigga. Like, my mother and I used to listen to Ambitions as a Rider every fucking day before I went to fucking school. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut up. I won't deny I'm a straight rider. You don't want to fuck with me. It's the first thing you hear when you put that bitch in. The fuck? And then, all about you? Every other city we go, I see the same hoe. I see the same bitch that was in my video. You go scandalous? Oh my God. Got my mind made up. Damn, I wish they could have had Inspector Deck verse on there. That shit was fire. Deck killed that. Corrupt bodied it. Meth red. Oh my God. Tupac. All them niggas bodied that. You, two of America's most wanted. Life goes on. How many brothers fell victim to the streets? Man, life goes on. And then. The Hearts of Men. That was one of DJ Quick's best beats. Got California Love, the remix, and the original. I had the one with the original on it. Don't get don't don't get in don't don't act like California Love ain't top five hip hop songs of all time. Don't act like that, bro. Don't play. Don't play with me. Don't play with me, dude. A lot of people disrespect this album. I don't understand. It's my favorite album of all time. Of course I'm going to defend it. It's it's a very personal album. You understand? I ain't mad at you. We was once two niggas of the same kind. Quick to holler at a hoochie with the same line. Stop playing with Pac, man. Like he wasn't that nigga or something. Stop playing with Pac. What's your phone number? Yo, that's that's my favorite. That's my favorite joint on there. What's your phone number? Man, that's my shit. Oh shit, baby, it's a dime piece flowing just fine. See, man, nigga, what? I need to do that at karaoke, nigga. Like, that's my motherfucking shit, dog. That's just the first fucking disc, bro. Only God can judge me. Rapping for tape caught a body on that. I'm just saying. Now the second disc Can't See Me Man Tupac was in his bag on Can't See Me They always talk that Tupac was not a lyricist shit These square motherfuckers with nerve Come on man Come on man Shorty wanna be a thug Holla at me That's my favorite song on the second disc Holla at me Try to be careful. Don't I try to be careful and not let the evil of the money trap me. So when you see me, nigga, you better holler at me. Man, stop playing, dog. Then then the, the, the posse cut with the outlaws. Uh what's what's that shit called? Ah, when we ride, that's the name of it. Thug nigga till I die. Like, come on. Thug passion. Fire. Okay? Like, heaven ain't hard to find. It has some gems on there. There's a couple of skippers on there. I ain't gonna lie. The second disc wasn't that perfect. It wasn't perfect. But the second disc still had some songs with a lot of weight on it. And then, you know, checkout time. I ain't like this shit when I was young. I was like eight, nine. You know what I'm saying? But when I started going to hotels and checking out of the hotels, drunk as shit, hungover as shit, I was like, I fucking get it. And then they used that Tribe Called Quest sample. Fire. We gotta go. That's that shit. 
But anyway, I'm going to move on because, nigga, if I get into this all eyes on me talk, it's going to be all fucking show. I'm going to move on. Moving on, though, right? Moving on, right? This next album, very controversial. A lot of, you know, this is the thing, man. This is the thing about Eminem that bothers me about niggas. I'm not talking about the casual hip-hop fan that respects it and all that. I get both sides of the equation. Eminem was probably, like, the first artist in our culture to, like, be universally accepted by a legion of African-American individuals, and that was be due to the affiliation of him and Dr. Dre. Dr. You, you, got, you niggas got to realize something. Dr. Dre was done, nigga. Dr. Dre was finished, fam. Dr. Dre was done. His shit was in the dirt before that white boy came up in that bitch musty and in a motherfucking bulldog smelling like wet dog in that yellow motherfucking goddamn jacket. Jimmy Iovine spent all kinds of money on Dr. Dre bricking. Dre was bricking. He was bricking like Damian Lillard earlier this season. Just brick, brick after brick. On the fur flop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Eminem came through that bitch. Dre put on a beat and he just said, Hi, my name is what? You know, when M first came out, Slim Shady LP was mid to me. A lot of people call that shit a classic. I would have to disagree. I like some songs on there, but I just wasn't sure about what Dre saw in this cat. Then when this album came out, I was like, oh, 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 this white guy is one of them ones. He one of them ones. You know, it wasn't the fact that he was from Detroit as to why I hopped on the bandwagon. It was this album. Because first of all, it, it, it ain't the white shit that got me. It, it's not about color. It's not about race with me. Are you dope or are you not dope? And do you give a fuck about our culture? Are you you are you like piss Malone just using the culture to get a dollar? Or do you really care about this shit? This motherfucker Eminem when he was like 13, 14 had X-Clan chains. This nigga wanted to be an X-Clan. A lot of niggas don't know what the fuck X-Clan is. This was a revolutionary hip-hop group. Came out early 90s, whatever. I wasn't even a fan of them niggas. But I'm just saying, like, when Marshall Mathers LP came out, I was like. This album, from a lyrical standpoint, fucked me up. I murder a rhyme one word at a time. You never heard of a mind that was perverted as mine. You better get rid of that nine. It ain't gonna help. What's that gonna do against a man that strangles himself? That's not hard. You in the wrong business, family. My words are like a dagger with a jagged edge. I stab you in the head, whether you a fag or less, a homosexual. That meant that anybody could get it. Anybody can get these hands if you disrespectful, nigga. Fuck out of here, dog. Come on, man. But when I heard the real Slim Shady, I was like, that's the one. That's the hit. You know what I'm saying? Then The Way I Am came out. Wow. I sit back with this pack of this Zach and this bag of this weed. It gives me the shit needed to be. The most meanest MC on this on this earth is his birth. I've been cursed with the curse to just curse and just flirting. I still know the fucking lines on this album. To this day. I mean, yeah, okay. You can dislike Eminem. You cannot listen to him. You don't even have to agree with what he's talking about. You know, a lot of niggas, I've seen a lot of niggas complain about him. Oh, he killing, he talking about killing his mama. I never talked about killing my mama. Okay, y'all niggas was blessed to have great relationships with your mama. That nigga was not. That nigga ain't have a good relationship with his mama. And that came out in the music, unfortunately. It is what it is. But me personally, it wasn't the content that got me into this album. It's the wordplay. It's the wordplay for me. It's the wordplay. 
Like, shit, like who knew? I never knew why. That's my shit. And he was just talking about like how he got put down for saying controversial things when other artists have done the same thing as him. It's the same thing that all of our artists have gone through these whole this whole time. And they blame it on Maryland and the heroin. Where were the parents at? And look where it's at, Middle America. Now is a tragedy. Now it's so sad to see. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, this nigga um, had the bitch please too. With, with Nate Dogg, Snoop Dogg, X to the Z. Had that under the influence with D12. This nigga introduced a lot of black acts. But he don't get no credit. I, shit, Eminem probably done put more niggas on than niggas. I mean, facts is facts. Check the records. But let's move on, man. I've been talking about this shit. <laughs> it's going to be a long show. Get your motherfucking popcorn ready. Life is good by Nas. This third album that I'm talking about right now. Man. Whew, when this album came out, boy. I went. I was going through it. Just personally, you know, was having issues at my college. I was switching, switching schools and shit. I had a fucked up off and on relationship and life is good was a very personal album for Nas I think life is good is a classic to me it's just the con it, now this album it was the content we know Nas is the greatest lyricist to ever pick up a pen and pad them first three records on this bitch Nas was spitting that second song produced by Large Professor Oh my god. Fire. Then the accident murderers were Rick Ross. Fire. Then the summer on smash with Swiss. Fire. But when you know stay, that was another large pro beat. Stay. Oh my god. Man. My personal favorite on this joint though. Bye baby. Oh, I felt that. I felt that. Like that's Bob Baby's a song, you know, you gotta, you know, that's that's a song that universally we should all listen to when we go through a breakup, man. Like that record right there. It's just the it's the importance for me. <laughs> it's it, it, that that's a very important song. The Aaron Hall sample. I wish you knew you blew a good thing, baby. You know I'm saying bye-bye. Bye, baby. Dog. You felt everything that he went through with Khalees in that song. Even though Nas, a lot of Nas's pain in that relationship was self-inflicted. But, you know, we all done been there with somebody and my pain was self-inflicted too. Cherry Wine with Amy Winehouse. Oh, man. Cherry Wine, she was singing about Nas. Nas ain't even know, know until he got the track. That the song was about Nas. Like classic, Roses. He compared the, deli the delicate flowers... To a human being That's tough That's tough and, and it was just the dark side Of relationships He had a You know he had World was an addiction With Anthony Hamilton That was great The joint with Mary J Blige Would have been a hit in 96 But it was a little outdated But I get the premise I love those songs That are outdated Personal choice Personal everything but I, I, I enjoyed Life is Good by Nas. Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar. You know, hip-hop was changing. But this was a new wave. People warned me about Kendrick Lamar. They said Kendrick Lamar was coming. I'm like, who is that? 
I put in that section 80 and it was over. I was hooked. I was like, damn, that nigga got some more shit. Then, you know, I started hearing Schoolboy Q, J-Rock, Absol, and the rest is history. But Good Kid, Mad City. That's one of the best stories ever told in rap. Like how he um, was going to this girl house to fuck. And then he gets jacked on the way there. You know, he borrowed his mother's van. You know, he gets jacked. Then he's hanging out with his homeboys, you know, rapping and shit like that. Then, you know, he smokes a lace blunt. You know what I'm saying? And then they go and do a B and E. <laughs> a B and E and a robbery, technically. They get back, they almost get flicked by the popo. Then, you know, they ride down the street and do a drive-by shooting. One of their homeboys get hit. Then all of a sudden, they want to do a revenge hit. And the lady walk up on them and gives them the word of God, and they don't do the drive-by no more. That's basically what Good Kid Mad City was, but as far as the album go, every song on that album was great. From Backseat Freestyle, that was an anthem. Mad City, part one and two, anthems, right? Um, Money Trees, man, me and my niggas trying to get it, you bitch. Gang signs out the window, you bitch. Hope all of them offend you, you bitch. <laughs> ah, K-Dot, K-Dot, K-Dot. I miss that K-Dot, man. He was in his prime. He was in his bag. The nigga was snapping on every song. Poetic Justice with Drake. Fire. Real. I ain't gonna lie. Real is probably my favorite song on Good Kid. Kendrick had his parents on his album. That's some real nigga shit. His real parents. <laughs> I want your body. Look at that big old fat ass. <laughs> oh, shit. That was like that college life. That was when I was ripping and running. I was out. I was outside when that came out. Outside all the time, baby. K-Dot. Compton with Dre. Then you got... If you got, I got the uh, deluxe edition. I bought the deluxe edition for like 18 bucks. That had the swimming pools. Can't forget swimming pools. That was a hit hit. That was the joint. The remix, the recipe, the original and the remix. County Building Blues, Now or Never with Mary. Great songs. The Art of Peer Pressure. When we was talking about the beat, the niggas doing the B&E and shit. Man, bitch don't kill my vibe. Man. The the, the uh, good kid song, that was that was the weakest song, but it was still a good song. But let me move on, man. Reasonable doubt, Jigga Man, Jay-Z. I remember in 1997 when I first heard of the Jigga Man, right? I heard Life After Death. And I heard the nigga on I Love The Dough. I was like, this nigga Jay-Z kind of nice. Then I heard him on the uh, Fix remix for the Soul Food soundtrack. I was like, alright. This man got an album out. This before Volume 1 came out. This 1997. This like around the time the Soul Food soundtrack came out. I went, cop Reasonable Doubt, and I was hooked. I had never heard a rapper before, you know, that painted pictures differently and vividly. And he was so elegant and, and fly with it. You know, I got to keep one eye open like CBS. You know what I'm saying? Like, can't knock the hustle. That's like, I think, I don't know, man. That still might be my favorite Jay-Z song. 
Like Reasonable Doubt has classics like Politics as Usual, Cashmere Thoughts, I Walk Like a Pimp, Talk Like a Mac. What? Can I Live is a just Irv Gotti, man. Irv Gotti produced the shit out of um, Can I Live. That's a great record. Classic. Classic, classic material. Great sample. Great Dead President sample. Um, man. Ain't no nigga. Bruh. Ain't no nigga like the one I got. No one can fuck you better. Catchy as fuck. Big hit. Giant hit. Giant hit. I'm feeling it. And then, of course, you can't forget Dead Presidents, too. Man, Dead Presidents, too. He really painted a picture with that record. And it was so smooth in that sample. The evils. Dear God, I wonder, can you save me? I can't die. Yeah, man. Reasonable doubt. Gotta be in a lot of niggas' top tens, top fives for best album, like, ever and shit. Like, that album. And then bring it on. Oh! Nas and AZ was supposed to be on there, bruh. Nas didn't want to do it. I was like, what? He, you know, Jazzo and Sauce Money did their thing. But Jay-Z, AZ, and Nas? Oh! Hip-hop was robbed. But yeah, man. Let's move on. Next album, I feel like this is the greatest produced album in history. Like, from a production standpoint, there's no album with better beats than this in the history. You can fight me. We can go two, We can go 10 rounds about this, nigga. Verbally or physically. Whatever you want to do, we can do this shit. You're never going to win this argument or discussion. This is the greatest produced album. Multiple people were involved in this. It wasn't just Dr. Dre. It was Warren G. It was Daz Dillinger. It was Colin Wolf. It was Emmanuel Dean. And that album is Doggy Style. Honestly, this and Illmatic is in a fight for greatest album of all time. Hands down. This and Illmatic. Back and forth. Like, dude. G-Funk intro. Lady of Rage. I rocks rough and stuff with my Afro Puffs. I'm sipping on Tangeray in my mind, on my money, in my mind, in a gut lungs full of ganja. R-A-G to the motherfucking E. Back with my nigga S-A-O-O-P. Yeah, and you don't stop. What? Arguably the greatest track one of all time. Right, right up there with Ambitions as a rider. You know, because he had the bathtub skitting all that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. It's a little bit of a little bit of them games on that one. Why? Why is Warren G walking, talking to Snoop Dogg? He in the bathtub with a with a with a, fe- with a female, and these people are randomly coming over. I'm like, that kind of uh, troubled me a little bit. I ain't gonna cap. <laughs> that kind that's kind of troubling. But whatever, man. I take it for. I mean, I understand what they was trying to do. You know, they was trying to interpolate the Mac and all that. I get it. But anyway, right? Gin and Juice, one of the greatest hip hop songs ever. Obviously, you know, got a pocket full of rubbers in my homeboys too. Do too. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, classic. Classic song, great song. The Shiznit. This one, Snoop Dogg was a lyricist. You know, he was touted as the best lyricist in the game at that time when he came out in 93. It was between him and Tupac. And of course, you know, there were other guys in the game killing shit. Not to mention, the Shiznit, man, Snoop Dogg went the fuck off. Plain and simple. 
Lottie Dottie. No disrespect to the OG Slick Rick, but Snoop Dogg had a better version of Lottie Dottie than Slick Rick, fam. Nancy Fletcher. She came in and bodied the singing part, bro. It's all because of you. I'm feeling sad. She bodied that shit, son. Nancy Fletcher does not give enough, get enough credit for singing backgrounds on them Death Row albums. Shorty was a go-to for a minute. She was uh, Dre. She was Dre uh, uh, artist. You know, she worked well with Dr. Dre. She's singing on um, Keep Your Heads Ringing. You know what I'm saying? She was singing on Ain't No Fun and Lottie. We'll, we'll get to that. Lottie Dottie. Then we go to fucking um, <clears throat> Murder Was the Case, the original. Woo! I like the remix better, but that original wasn't no hoe. Same lyrics, different beat. Dre pretty much used the drums from fucking um, from Dre Day. And Emmanuel Dean played the key. Fire track, fire track. As I look up in the sky, <laughs> my mind starts tripping. A tear drops my eye. <laughs> my daddy body temperature falls. Yeah. And I'm raising and I'm aging, yeah. trying to yeah. save the dog. <laughs> yeah. 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 Serial killer. A lot of people say that's the weakest song on there. I don't think so. I don't think so, bro. Serial killer was hard. Yeah, dog. Corrupt killed that. Um, Corrupt had a lot of big moments on this album, which we'll get to. Then what's my name? Oh, Manuel Dean and Dr. Dre once again. Dre put the drums on that motherfucker. Manuel Dean played the keys on that bitch. Dog, sick. Sick. Rest in peace to Emmanuel Dean, by the way. But damn, that nigga was snapping on that bit. Boom, 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 boom. Crazy. Snoop Doggy Dog, man. Write that tat tat, and I never hesitate to put a nigga on his back. Yeah, so peep out the manuscript. The CMB, it's a mustard drop. Gangster shit. Chills, nigga. I'm getting chills for my niggas and my bitches. I don't know. I don't think there was a weak song on Doggy Style, man. I'm sorry. That was pretty much Daz and Corrupt song. Because Snoop only did the bridge. But Corrupt showcased his skills. And Daz, too. But I don't even think Dr. Dre, Dre did a little bit on that beat. But I think Daz did most of the production on that. That's just me. Then ain't no fun. Dad said he he produced that, and Dre just did the drums on that. Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Bruh. Anthem. Big anthem. Are you kidding me right now? That's an anthem, bro. If we talking shit, that's a fucking anthem, my dude. <clears throat> um, crazy song, crazy song. Guess who's back in the motherfucking hell? <laughs> oh God. Uh, corrupt, corrupt body, Nate dog body. Two one three bodies, bodies. Doggy dog world. Nancy Fletcher again. Stealing the show. Shorty needs some credit. That lady can sing. It's a doggy dog. This nigga corrupt another body. Killed it. Even though Snoop verse was sick. Daz's part was fire. Great song. G's and Hustlers. Oh, man. G, this is for the G's and this is for the Hustlers. Snoop Dogg was popping off on that motherfucker. 
Now, if you had the tape growing up, there was a song on there called G's Up. That was that song was hard. My man singing on the song killed it. Then the last song, you know what I'm saying? You know, it was a skit, classic skit, Sam Sneed. Again, the Mac. Then the last track, Pump Pump. Man. That's that's the most underrated Snoop Dogg song. Pump Pump with uh, Lil Malik from uh, Illegal. Bruh. If y'all was coming up when I was coming up, Illegal was that group with young niggas. They were dissing all those little niggas and shit. You know, they were dissing Chris Cross and all them. But them niggas was snapping, though. But shit, Lil Malik, who was actually like Snoop Dogg, little cousin and shit, he was snapping. He was the first Carolina rapper. You know what I'm saying? He was from South Carolina. But Doggy Style, classic. You, it's definitely it, It's easily in that conversation Of greatest rap album of all time In that conversation Of greatest album of all time of, In any genre Put your money up on it The next album Is a little bit uh, lesser known um, And that's uh, Charity Starts at Home By Fonte I know a lot of niggas gonna be like What the fuck is this I ain't never had him Shut your bitch ass up shut the fuck up man shut the hell up do y'all fucking understand like man Fonte is an underrated rapper he was in a group if y'all unfamiliar with him he was in a group called Lil Brother with uh, rapper Big Pooh back in the days in the early 2000s Lil Brother down south they was about to be one of the biggest groups ever then they broke up when they were just starting to get famous. And then Fonte went solo and dropped the album called Charity Starts at Home. <sighs> I don't know where to start. I don't know where to explain it, but if you listen to the album, the album is just simply about being an adult and handle handling things in a very mature way. Like track one, I always forget the name of it. Because he don't say the fucking name or the damn title of it. But the first track, Fire. Then the good fight. Man. Man. You have to look in the mirror and say, fuck your hopes, fuck your dreams. Now let's go out here and make this, this bitch happy. Man, I want to fight the good fight. This was about like being locked in the corporate world and having to deal with relationship issues at home coupled up with that that's that's enough to drive a same man crazy everything is falling down bruh everything is falling down like when this album came out this came out around the same time as life is good like it was a holy trinity now the third album I'm not gonna explain until later but it was Life is Good and Charity Starts at Home. Very mature albums. Like, uh, uh, what was that track he did with, um, oh, Not Here Anymore with Elzai. Fonte and Elzai, they're a hell of a duo. When they get together to do tracks, dog, them two niggas was snapping. Not Here Anymore, you know what I'm saying? Substance, man, this is an album when I be talking about substance, that's this is an album I highly recommend. If you love hip hop, if you're a commercial nigga, you're not gonna get it. If you're a casual ass hip hop fan that only likes the commercial, Diddy dancing with the cute shit and all that, you're not gonna understand it. Because maybe you haven't outgrown, maybe you haven't grown within yourself, but if you appreciate mature music, this is an album that you need to check out. Now, Eternally with Median. I never even heard of Median, but Median and Fonte was going back and forth. And I was getting like everything they were saying. Like if you watch the video, like it's fucking dope. This like real hip hop, just rapping back and forth. Not 
to mention, Knife Wonder did a, a few tracks on the album. Crisis did his thing on there. But, um, man, Eternally, one of my favorite songs, man. Then Ball and Chain. Ball and Chain, my favorite song on here. Man, this is a, about being trapped in a relationship and how these women just truly make men feel. I'm passionate about this shit because I've been in that ball and chain. I was in a ball and chain when that came out. When that nigga, the nigga was singing on the song. When that nigga hit that note, when he said misery, felt it. Felt it. It's just how, you know, he had a line in there. She is my cure and my disease. She licks my wounds and cuts me deep. Man, I'm feeling that shit now. Bruh. I can talk about ball and chain the whole time. But sending my love. This is about a married man who is tired of the bullshit, who goes out, meets multiple women. He thinks about the temptation, but he ends up declining the temptation. Right? Right. Um, trying to think of another track on that fucking album that was crazy. Oh, the Life of Kings with big crit and evidence from fucking uh, dilated peoples. Knife Wonder was in his bag on that boy. Big crit was snapping. Fonte had a great verse. Like if you watch the video, Fonte had his mama do evidence's part in the video. That's one of the best rap videos. One of the, probably the most underrated rap video of all time right there. I'm not talking out my ass. I'm not saying this because I'm a Fonte fan or none of that shit, bro. But facts is facts. You can just look at it yourself. Look before you judge. Who loves you more? Great song. We go off. It's probably the only weak song on there. Gonna be a beautiful night. Yeah, the lady. I forget the lady's name on the song with him. But she was killing it. Gonna be a beautiful night. It's just a, you know what I'm saying? It's just when a couple goes out and has a nice little time, you know? Easier said than done. Then to be yours. Man. Crazy. Great song. But Charity Starts at Home. Please listen to that record. The next album on, on this list is Get Rich or Die Trying. Get Rich or Die Trying is iconic. Like, we was all singing the lines. We was all, like, into this album when it came out. 50 Cent was a rap phenomenon. 50 Cent mixtapes was everything back then in the early 2000s. Because 50 Cent was blackballed from the industry for a while. And then Dr. Dre and Eminem took a risk. Dr. Dre, Eminem, and Jimmy Iovine took a risk. You know, people think I'm just Eminem biased. Now I'm Dr. Dre biased by far. I admit that. But Get Rich or Die Trying was another sonically produced great, you know, one another great produced album. Like all the 50 lines back in the day on that album. They say I walk around like I got an S on my chest. Now that's a semi-auto and a vest on my chest. Man, what? Then all you had to do was drop that goddamn quarter on that intro and you was hooked. That was it. Patiently waiting. Take some big and some pot and mix them up in the pot and sprinkle, sprinkle a little bit of yellow top. What the fuck do you got? You got the illest, the really killers tied up in the knot. The juggernauts of this rap shit, like it or not. Eminem was in his bag. If you throw, if you throw glass stones, you should watch your mouth, cause I'll break your face. Oh man, if I can't do it, homie, it can't be done. Man, that song was so catchy. Hit, hit record in the club. 
Oh, many men? Many men gonna be sung at weddings, nigga. Many men made you feel like you was the hardest thug ass nigga on the block. Many men wish death upon me. Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see. Y'all bullshitting, right? Y'all playing, right? How did this album not have an impact? This one album me and my mama listened to word for word, bar, bar for fucking bar. <laughs> Get Rich and Die Trying was everything, dude. I'm trying to tell you. Man, in the club, bottle full of bug. High all the time. Great song. Great song. Great album filler. Bloodhound with Young Buck. Yeah, fire. I love the punk crap. I love the stage trap. That was my shit. Oh, shit. What else was on that motherfucker? I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. I know you like my style. Uh, woo! Fire, nigga. What? Dog. Back down. Oh. <laughs> that was that was light, but... <laughs> I'm back in the game. Shout out to the rule and conquer. You sing for hoes and sound like the cookie monster. I'm the hardest for New York. Man, all the other hard niggas, they come from Yonkers. Pause, but y'all, y'all get y'all get the language arts. I'm trying to make it to heaven from going to hell. I gotta make it to heaven. I gotta make it to heaven. Then he had put the, the mixtape songs on there. LAPD, NYPD. You get shot, running the cops, you not like me. What? Then he put Wankster on there. Wankster the classic. Wangster classic this song. We knew what he was talking about. You say you a gangster, but you ain't around nothing. You a wangster, and you need to stop fronting. 50 Cent was in his bag, sir. Big Fifth fit, fit was in his bag, sir. Shout out to 50 Cent, man. My goodness. Then your life's on the line, the other... Ja Rule diss on this nigga diss Ja Rule a good four or five times on that album. Then don't push me with Banks and Eminem. Oh man, Eminem beat was trash, but I like the vibe of that song. It was so dark and so gangster. We down on the ledge, so don't push me. I ain't straight for your head, so don't push me. Ah, that album, dude, classic. Super duper classic album. I know I'm probably forgetting a couple joints, but we got a show to do here. This is the last two now. Hang in there with me, y'all. Enter the Wu-Tang. 36 Chambers. Never... In the history of rap, have you ever heard of nine niggas in one group and all of them nice? All them niggas was nice. From top to bottom. From, I'm not turning pussy niggas, shut up. Anyway. So back to what I was saying, right? You got the RZA. The Jizza. Let me see if I can name him. Raekwon the Chef. Ghostface Killer. Method Man. Inspector Deck. Old Dirty Bastard. Uh, motherfucking You God. I always forget one. Who am I forgetting? Damn. Oh, yeah. Master Killer. Master Killer. Yeah. I named all nine. And, oh yeah, can't forget Capadonna. Yeah, you gotta add Cap, dawg. Capadonna is in Wu-Tang, too. He's the 10th member of Wu-Tang. 
and of course the young dirty bastard. Into the Wu Tang, Master Killer was only on one song. You God was only on two records. But bring the ruckus. When you heard them goddamn drums and RZA banging on shit, I was like, "This is nasty. This fucking raw." Ghostface started out the album and shit. Man, them niggas was snapping, bro. Ghost and Ray got they shine on on this one. Especially on Can It All Be So Simple. Beautiful song. Then shame on a nigga and tried to run game on a nigga. Snapping. It's fucking amazing. God damn it. Then. M-E-T-H-O-D, man, M-E-T-H-O-D, I got five bags of skunk. Like, I think Method Man knew what he had when he made that shit, bro. Classic, man, straight classics. Tears. I think that's the most overlooked song on Enter the Wu-Tang. That was a great record. Then you got the Wu-Tang Chamber 1 and Part 1 and Part 2. Fire. The Mystery of Chess Boxing. That's my favorite song on there. Raw, I'ma give it to you with no trivia. Raw like cocaine straight from Bolivia. My hip-hop will rock and shock the nation like the Emancipation Proclamation. You guy was in his bag on that one. I mean, but he had to shine, though. Because, you know, you guy, if you watch uh, the Wu-Tang show... You know, he got locked up during the making of uh, of that album. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Protect your neck, man. Watch your step, kid. Watch your steps, kid. First things first, man, you fucking with the worst. I'm going to stick pins and needles in you like a fucking nurse. Bruh. Fire. Um. Shit. Like your neighborhood spider, man. <laughs> fire, man. Fire. Fire flame. Fire for fire flame spitters. Um. There's so many lines, dude. So many lines. It's 10 o'clock, ho. Where the fuck you see that? You ain't a fucking vet. <laughs> like, protect your neck, man. Insane. Cash rules everything around me, cream. Get the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. I grew up on the time slide. The New York wild side. Stay up, staying alive with no job. Them Wu-Tang niggas was different. And it was nine of them. It was nine of them, dog. Major impact. Major impact from a standpoint. I mean, personally, I think they the, the greatest group to ever do this shit. That's just me. All these niggas is cold. All of them was cold. You got Master Killer, Deck. All them niggas was tough. Ghost Ray Meth. Rizzo Jizzle, man, fuck, dog, fuck, dog. They just don't understand. Now, the last album on this list is going to shock a lot of people, especially people I know personally. But the last album was Take Care. And Take Care was a part of that holy trinity of, you know, that's it was around that same time. Take Care came out that year. Charity Starts at Home came out that year And Life is Good by Nas came out that year I was listening to them three albums Back to back Take Care by Drake It's probably the most commercially Commercial album on there On this list I was going through a dark time that, a, a terrible off and on relationship College Pressure To, to accomplish my goals That album got me through, man, I mean, from, you know, wasn't a big fan of Over My Dead Body like that, then I was into it, now I'm just like, eh, Shot For Me was dope, the motto, man, that brought me back to them parties, man, the motto, especially the version with, with, with Tiger, 
fire. Like um, cameras, good ones go. Man, don't get me started on that. Only on camera, only on camera, only on camera. Then the real her, the real her. They was kicking some real game on there. Andre and Lil Wayne was kicking some game on that. Straight like that. I'm just saying, bro. Them niggas was going on the real her. I know a lot of people didn't like practice. I mean, practice kind of grew on me. I know what that was about. I get the premise. I get the premise. But them girls used to get it at them parties, boy. When that practice came on, bruh, bruh. Um. Anyway, right? Then we had um. What? What's that shit? Then we had uh. What, what was that song? Oh Lord knows where Rick Ross. Classic, underrated Drake song to me. Him and Ross kind of went at it. Even though Drake was capping on that song about. You know, he was capping all over that album about being the best and all that other shit at that time. I don't know about all that. But what I do know is, Lord Knows was a banger. He was killing that shit. Then Headlines, that's my favorite Drake song of all time. I was too strung up on Confidence. Man, don't get me started on that song, boy. Headlines, great song. Make Me Proud with Nicki. As, as corny as that song was, it was cool that it was cool for the time frame. Underground Kings. Drake was in his hip hop bag on there. I gotta give him hip, give Drake some credit. He was in his bag on this one. It's not a classic album, but it's not trash either. Like I enjoy Take Care to this day. Then the Kendrick Lamar interlude, I like. That's what's up. My nigga K Dot got, got a feature. K Dot was on and popping from there. I like, I like when Drake snapped back at Kendrick and said, I put you on your first tour, you my son, little nigga. You know, I like that. It's hip-hop. Um, That's hip-hop shit. What else was on that album? I'm trying to think off the top of my head without looking. Look What You Have Done. That was a good little song. That was decent. Um, The Ride with The Weeknd. Classic, classic, great song. Hell yeah, fucking right. College radio, baby. College parties. Oh my god. Like, take care. Just had a, some good moments, man. Some good moments. Definitely one of my. Uh, definitely an impactful album for sure on me. But I'm just saying, bro. Take care was a motherfucker. Crew love. How could I forget crew love? They loving the crew. <clears throat> More of them parties, right? Marvin's room. Hide of the simp anthem. Yeah, man, at that time, boy, I was going through it. I was playing that Marvin Rowe. I'm just saying, you can do better drinking and shit. Like, drinking heavy than a bitch. Goddamn doing it wrong. That was very sappy. I, I, I normally skip doing it wrong now. Back then, I was playing the fuck out of that shit. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I ain't one of them niggas that get on here and cap for y'all, man. I was playing that motherfucker. We'll be fine with Birdman talking that shit. Take care. The, the title track. Can't forget that. But other than that, man, these, this is another version of, this King No Uncensored, another version of 10 Verses. This is the album edition. The 10 most impactful albums that had the most impact on me. And I'm out.